Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of pins about Brandon's works and the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is Ian. Hey, I'm Weir Redder. Also joining us is Evgeny. Hi, I'm Argent. And uh, last time I had a topical show and tell. This one, this time, I don't have a topical show and tell. I have something that has nothing to do with the episode. Um, but I bought this uh, this tasting set of Belveni's uh, whiskeys. So it's like three bottles. Uh, they're different ages and different casks and things like that. Uh, and they're meant to be like you you pour them in like glasses next to each other. And so you are smelling them and tasting them next to each other. So you can better pick up on the differences between them. See, if it was and really topical, you'd have a black hole that warps space time. <laughs> that would be very topical from our last episode. And I also have this another tasting set uh, from Glenn Morangy, uh, which, you know, very much. So I'm looking forward to trying these, but not on stream because I want to like take time to yeah. actually appreciate them. Yeah. Also joining us, not on the side of lasting integrity <laughs> anymore, uh, is Marvin. You're, you're in the corner. I I am Pelio, and I could show something topical because I still have a customs notice lying around. But... <laughs> Don't show personal information on, on the yeah, show. Nope. Don't do that. that. That sounds like a bad idea. But uh, yeah, that that would be Anyone who hasn't seen the last episode is very confused right now. <laughs> uh, but well, we... so, listen. So, so what are you doing here? Yeah, if, no. you've, if you are here what? and you're listening to the part two of a thing and you haven't listened to part one why are oh, no, you listening no, to no. Part we two? we want to be nice if they clicked on this video part twos inherently get less views so if they clicked it we need to be nice to them so also it's not like this you need to watch part one to understand no, what's gonna happen in so just our jokes but uh last time on wobs sure. uh we <laughs> talked about uh well uh Gosh. avatars and slivers and uh cells cognitive realm which and there gravity will be, there mm -hmm. will be more of those actually so that uh is just fine so how about we get straight into it here and speaking of avatars uh we caught the episode but this was going to be our next one but uh mm -hmm. zelriel asks is nightblood considered a sliver after what happened in rhythm of war Brand says, by some definitions, it says tenuous, I would say for the most part, no. Some people might in-world disagree because slivers are pretty, it's a moving target, but Nightblood shuts off pretty quick in terms of the amount of investiture that would come through something like that. And so while he did eat, get a piece of that, technically anything he eats is a piece of a shard. I'm going to say no with room for debate. And... I personally think that makes a lot of sense because, like, Nightblood's not yeah. holding the infinite power of a shard, right? Which is the definition Brandon said earlier, but it is probably, Sliver's probably the weirdest to define, I'd say. I, it's the fuzziest. I do find it interesting that Brandon calls Sliver's a moving target. And so it makes me wonder if there is a world where you can, where you can have, like, 60% of the power of a shard pass through you. And so it still introduces a physiological effect on your spirit web. 
Yes, Eric. <laughs> and those people who get those and then release them, those are avatars. No, not really, but. I wanted to make an avatar joke, but it's like, yeah, it's picking less than a whole yeah. shard up. There I'm, you go. I'm I'm glad we've we've gotten that out of our system. Yeah, great. We're starting strong. Starting strong. Uh, but no, as as I was speaking, it uh-huh. uh, it occurs to me that uh, anyone who's ever picked up the Whale of Ascension has probably had a similar experience. So like, they are termed being, slivers. Yeah. Yeah. So being a sliver is not about ascending and then descending, so to speak. It's mm-hmm about having held enough investiture it doesn't need to be like 99 percentile investiture but enough investiture to change your spirit web in a meaningful way probably uh mm-hmm. like long term but more mm-hmm. than a savant but but probably more <laughs> yes. than a savant. moving target <laughs> there you go <laughs> oh the cosmere um when brandon's like mm, there's room for debate it's like okay why don't we that, have fun? <laughs> that, that's why we have this show. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the next question is from Snow Day, please. You're not having those. Eshenai's, yeah. Mm. I's one experience as a mate was a disaster. Norlane's time in mate form didn't turn out the way he expected. Is that implying what I think it's implying? Brandon, no, they're implying different things. With Relaine, it's just that it turned out he was solely attracted to other men. Not a disaster, just not what he had anticipated. And Esh and I, I'm not implying the same thing there. I'm implying that she, when she did take mate form, she just did not like being in that form. It did not mesh well with her. She embarrassed herself in ways that Esh and I outside of mate form considers, Esh and I outside of mate form considers that entire time an enormous disaster and a huge embarrassment. Does that make sense? I wasn't trying to draw a correlation between those two. It's a good question to ask because of because the structure of how I wrote those is very similar. Yeah, yeah, that man, that makes sense. Yep, mm-hmm. I like that one. Cool. Mm-hmm. Not much uh, to discuss, but it's 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 nice mm-hmm. to read. You know, yeah. yeah. I think no, it's it, cool to have. Like, I think that's the first time that Brendan like straight up said Relaine is into men. I that's think. true. Having so having more words nice. of Brandon about that is mm-hmm. very good. To have yeah, that, he's that solely scientific. interested in other men, mm, right? Yeah, yeah, That's right. yeah, yeah. And and it's also one where he doesn't introduce rhythm of war like language into the like you can give mm. this to like somebody who's read Words of Radiance and mm-hmm. yeah, it wouldn't necessarily spoil it. The, though the relaying quote is from Rhythm of War, so yeah. But like, it's not a huge deal. I yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, speaking of things that are not a huge deal, <laughs> uh, huh? I uh, so so listeners, if you know anything about me, you know that I like to take my time and craft and prepare a list of questions for Brandon every time we meet, and each one of these questions is handcrafted, and I and I weigh the possibility for Rafo against the possibility for. Uh, information gain and How stuff like that. How else would you so craft lobs? With my feet. <laughs> and so... Alright then, okay. <laughs> Wasn't expecting um, that answer, but alright. I, I try to be very intentional with my <laughs> questions. Uh-huh. Um, 
So how'd and, that and go? So, and so I, I left a couple of questions on Brandon's Twitter and I left a couple of questions on his Facebook. Oh no, in, I didn't go in into log mode, but we fixed it. Good. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> in, 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 in the hopes that uh, he will answer one of those. And instead, uh, Adam picks up the following comment from YouTube chat. Oh, he, he, the, the most uh, carefully crafted. <laughs> Are the Rhythm of War Sion communication devices called cell phones? <laughs> Asks like Argent. It. And out of all of these, it it gets picked up and, and there is a widespread groaning at the pun. Our thumbnail should just have like a stock picture of a cell phone, but at the top, <laughs> it's just like a, a, an Aeon. Maybe like Ian's Aeon right there. Just like plop that there and the there we go. It's cell phone. We're done. And so I am I am delighted that I I managed to give Brandon and his team some measure of entertainment. But also that, that's please, really why you're here for the entertainment. Please, and and please some of the good thoughts that you have. It, but mostly the entertainment. Next time, please. <laughs> Well, that's what you get for talking in YouTube chat. At least you got something, okay? At least you got that is, no, that, you is, got that is a gold that star is from Brenton. Yeah, you got that, a gold that, star. I, I did. Yeah, I'm still waiting for it. it like it hasn't arrived in the mail, but yeah. I'm waiting that's, for it. That's I'm still the waiting for my stab. A pen sticker. It's a gold yeah. one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, Dave Smith asks, uh, "Can a misborn burn any god metal, such as uh, Tenevestium? And Brandon answered, yes, they could. Uh, thankful or helpfully, the um, transcriber already added a footnote that Brandon has previously indicated that they would need like a sufficient tie or connection to that type mm -hmm. of investiture or to that chart. So um, I don't oh. think this contradicts this. I, Brandon just probably didn't clarify it here. Like, yep. Because they can burn it, it just requires some... You need some prerequisites. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You need to be connected to that shard mm -hmm. in some way. Yeah. Which, which makes a lot of sense, right? Because you also need to be connected to a shard to ascend to that shard. Yeah. So mm -hmm. It's just interesting that Loracium is just like, I don't know, anyone can have it. <laughs> don't care. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, interesting, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right, right? Because Hoyt presumably is not particularly connected mm -hmm. to preservation well but he could be like connected with like adenalcium stuff and so like maybe like an equal connection to all of them in a way more so than a skadrian is just ruined in preservation that i don't know how much i like that but there's room to argue with hoyd that he would have a sufficient connection to preservation right whereas like a random nalthian would not have that same okay. sort of thing right Right? I, I don't like so, any of this. Technically, all 16 shards are invested on Roshar, please, okay? Please stop <laughs> saying words. <laughs> that Isn't that was one very, brain again. Yeah? A thing where Brent said that, like, Laracium forges a connection to sure. preservation. Yes. So, yeah. because... It's you will have a connection to preservation. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I like this. I like this. The interesting parallel here is with um the unsealed metal mines, the medallion. Mm -hmm. Where oh, okay. 
anybody can use them theoretically. We just don't know if that's any Skadrian can use them or Mm. if non-Skadrians can Mm -hmm. use them. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. But there is an interesting parallel here. Oh, I mean, that's certainly neat, you know? Uh, I mean, Lorisium's just weird. Lorisium and Atium are just weird. Yeah. I I imagine everything. Relatively normal. Mm -hmm. I still find it weird that Mistborn burn atium but atium by itself has no properties yeah. whatsoever yeah whereas yeah. loracium has special property that forges connection and, and that's and the thing is, that confuses me this is a good opportunity to bring up uh some of the changes that brandon is playing with as he's writing the mistborn movie screenplay thing which treatment there's, there's, there's no confirmed movie he's just playing with stuff he's practicing and, screenwriting yeah and one of the one of the changes that he is interested in doing, and he said that if he were writing the Cosmere now, or if he were if he were writing Era One now, this is something he would do: is figure out a way to make Atium burnable by anyone, because that's just more in line with the laws of the Cosmere as he, as he has established them. Yeah, I mean, it, it's always been weird that ATM is like, it's pure ruin. Also, you can still push and pull on it, even though it's like, uh, it's like, <laughs> yeah. there, there, there's, there's, there's a lot of weird stuff. And it's just like, let's just sweep that under the rug, mm-hmm. under that rug. Let's no more ATM. Don't have to worry about it anymore. Yep. Sure. Maybe in, not in the last battle. You don't battle, know though. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Snow Day Please also asks. Does the fact that singers have red bones mean that they have red teeth? Brandon, I have not indicated that to the artists, so I'm going to say no. It would cause a revolution in fan art, though Isaac can overrule me on that as he's directing uh, art and things. It would probably make sense for them to have red teeth, but we haven't done much color art, and I don't know if they've ever been smiling. They probably would, but I have not described them that way. I don't think I've described it any other way either so we could move forward with that direction they probably should have red teeth it looks pretty cool red teeth looks kind of nifty i do like that sinister to our preconceived notion of what sinister is is how i'm kind of designing the singers that's true oh Mm -hmm. this this reminds me of your question in the dusty wheel one uh where Maybe maybe we could just say that now because you were commenting about singers, yeah, uh, patterns relating to their hair color. Yeah, yeah. So the 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 question is uh, something that I've had on my list for over a year now. This is a good uh, question. Unlike cell phones, un- unlike <laughs> cell phones, <laughs> <laughs> this is an actual question, not a hey, let's make Brendan laugh. Uh, I did notice that, uh, actually very recently, I noticed that Relaine's beard is described as red and black in Words of Radiance. Uh, in fact, credit goes to a uh, favorite fan artist of ours, R.S. Pixart. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After noticing that, I went and looked at his skin marbling, which was also red and black. And so it made me wonder, oh, is that just a thing that like singer hair facial hair, at least, uh, follows their skin patterns. And so that's what I asked, essentially, with the follow-up of, 
does Venli's white and red skin, which we know that it's white and red, even though she says there's a black dot and that makes her tricolor and therefore special. She's lying. <laughs> what? It's it's I, a thing in her I, flashbacks. I, I totally <laughs> forgot this. Wow. That, that yeah, is no. a thing. Yeah. Yeah, no. So no we, I believe we, you. I believe you. We know that her skin is is red and, and white, but mm-hmm. also in singer culture, having all three colors is kind of makes you a big deal. And so she's like, oh, I totally see this spot of black on my back behind the neck, even though nobody else sees it. Oof. Yeah. Young, young Venli is a thing. Um, yes. <laughs> it's a thing to behold. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I asked whether uh, her, her hair would also be white and red, not realizing that we actually know that her hair is orange. Like at the time, I had just completely forgotten about that fact. Huh. Uh, but Brandon does say that, yeah, that's a thing, uh, skin and hair matching, uh, that actually happens very commonly in the animal kingdom uh, with the patterns of the skin. So yes, the answer is yes, but that's not come up in uh, the text in the books, and he doesn't know if it will. So it does make me wonder if... So I think one way to justify the orange is to play with... One, the number of genes that control hair color and the dominance versus recessiveness of these genes. So you can have so you can have somebody with white and red skin, a singer, and then their hair is orange because there is a gene that says, oh, your hair is going to be a single color and it's going to be a mixture of all of your skin colors. And you can have a different singer who has a white and red skin, and that same gene has a different expression that says, oh, instead of mixing the two colors, you're going to have distinct white strands and red strands, for example. I, I, I buy that. I, mm-hmm. I, at the very mm-hmm. least, I would just go with, it's related to their the skin patterns and like that there would be some variants of things and this does remind me of the fact of how alethi black and Uriali gold breed true even though they don't actually but whereas like you can have multiple weird yeah it's like brandon uses the term breed true but that's (laughs) not what that actually means like the yeah. Uriali yeah. hair is actually golden, not blonde. Yeah, it's golden. So is their skin, by the way. Yep, their skin <laughs> is metallic gold. Wow, that's so weird and cool. <laughs> they're they're so weird. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so this next one is from Voted, who asks, "Who's awesome?" Yep. <laughs> was Hoyd burning Bendeloy in the Braze Vision in Rhythm of War, where mm-hmm. he gives? He tells the story of the dog and the dragon. Helps Calvin. Mm-hmm. Which Brandon Raffos. I think that's I, a very interesting idea. Yeah. It, yeah. Because it does describe like a bubble of calm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does. And there is also a line that Hoyt says about how they don't have much time. Although I think that is in the context. Uh, they don't have much time left in the vision. That is. Mm-hmm. But I think that is in the context of, oh, I think Odium might notice what yeah, we were that's, doing Yeah, that's here. kind of what I thought yeah. as well. Alternatively, like, he could be 
burning cadmium to kind of like speed um Kaladin through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Could be, yeah. yeah. Um, I but don't I think my personal read has always been that it's just like it does look like a speed bubble, but it's more like just a thing that Hoyt does in the vision. Like he takes mm-hmm. takes control of the vision in that small yes. space. Yeah. So um, yeah. no clue how he does it, but well, I think it, it could think... be involved. It could be, but it makes me think mm-hmm. of the vision where Dalinar meets or pulls Venli oh, yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the the vision as presented by the Stormfather is, you know, the Nordon vision, right? Except there's also Venli and Dalinar in there. And then Odium is kind of on the inside battering at essentially the, the boundaries of the vision, right? And and breaking in and trying to essentially introduce his own vision uh, or his own idea of how the... Because visions are spiritual constructs with a cognitive framework in yep. mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so there is room there for like conflicting ideas of what the vision should look like to clash. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that's what's going on there. I think Hoyd mm-hmm. is doing less of a speed bubble and more of a like reality bubble. Yeah, because yeah. if you're in a vision, how much magic could you exert? You know, like, could you burn um, Alamancy in them? Dalinar uses Surge Binding and Stormlight Healing in one of the storm like once he becomes aware that these are visions sent by the Stormfather and once he swears the Stormfather mm. uh, Yeah, because like was that o- in Midnight Essence when bringing someone in that he used that? I'm thinking of the one where uh, there is the uh, the stone ward that builds a ramp for a bunch of soldiers and that's a vision where Dalinar has his arm cut off oh, mm-hmm. and the Stormfather's like why don't you just heal with Stormlight and and Dalinar's like no I don't want to do that and then he eventually does that mm. although I or think that might one. still be a thing where like that is just something that because Dalinar has a certain amount of control over the vision, he can just like say, "Okay, I believe that I should be able to burn storm or use stormlight to heal myself here, so I can." Yeah, it's so, like, like Hoyt intruding in a vision. I feel like, yeah, like I think open question how much magic he could exert, but I mean, yeah. clearly he's doing something at like, the very I, least. I don't see any reason why like you couldn't use magic in a vision, like if you can do that magic, because. Technically, you're not actually doing that magic. Mm-hmm. You're just yeah. simulating doing that magic because that's something you can do. Oh, oh boy, that's that's a lot of perception mumbo jumbo there uh, in there. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, all right. Like, if like yes, like Dalinar regrows his arm with stormlight. He's not actually using <laughs> any stormlight yeah. in the real world to do that. It's yeah, just right. a part of the simulation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think that makes sense to me. I think the only way you wouldn't be able to use magic that you would normally be able to is if whoever is creating the vision creates it in such a way that you no longer have access to your... Like, it has to be an intentional, okay, I'm bringing this person into the vision and I am taking... 
the version I'm bringing of themselves is one that doesn't have access to their magic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and then there's room for like the two ideas to clash with each other. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to this 15 minute wob. <laughs> it was very good. It was very good. Brandon, Brandon so, talked about this before, but listeners, set new. your timers, set uh -huh. your timers to 15 minutes from now. We're not going to read the whole thing. <laughs> We're not going to read the whole thing. No. Uh, there is a lot of interesting stuff in it, so we're gonna hyper-paraphrase, but if you're interested about what's going on here, uh, I strongly recommend going to Arcanum and either listening to it or reading through it. But the the question that prompts all of this madness is coming from Last Adventurous Aerith, who asks, how did you decide to turn Taravengian into Odia? And Brandon answered this in our interview, and he says a lot of similar things. But yeah, but the the new bit that has nothing to do with Merovingian or Odium, <laughs> yeah, nothing, uh, is a thing where he talks about. Uh, so he talks about like essentially how not everything in his outlines for the Cosmere is fixed in stone, and some things can go either way. And one of those things was Kelsier coming back. Uh, so obviously we know that in our canonical timeline, Kelsier did come back as a cognitive shadow, and that's who Tidekar is. But a different way this could have gone. Uh, well, let's let's just read what Brandon let's says. Read it. The other one, the other divergent future thing, uh, was bringing Kelsier back. Kelsier, as I seeded all the stuff in the original books to bring Kelsier back, uh, but then I backed off of it. And for a while, I'm like, eh, I don't think I'm going to bring Kelsier back. During the whole thing, oh, this is a fun spoiler thing that I don't think I've talked about before. And he hasn't. No. Uh, during the time of the outlining, some of you may, again, have much preferred this. Ten soon <laughs> was actually going to be Thydekar wearing Kelsier's bones. There was a time where I was going to play with a Kandra believing they were Kelsier, in this case, ten soon. Uh, I was going to go this direction where it's like, I am the survivor. I'm picking up the survivor's heritage and I'm doing all the sorts of stuff. I did warn you about the spoilers, says Brandon. And go that um uh, oh, and there was a time where I decided to no, I'm 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 going to leave Kelsier dead. I'm going to go into that direction. Uh so why did I back off of this one? A couple of reasons. Number one, uh, I feel like I really did a solid job with Lessie in the second of Wax and Wayne books, Shadows of Self which was a similar conflict. Um, I felt like I got that out of my system. I did it well. I think the story has some really heart-wrenching things. Uh, but as I wrote the story, I felt like that's a one-book story. And there's a lot more yeah. that Brandon goes on to, uh, to talk about. He, he says that he just decides that it would be more interesting to do a full arc for Kelsier and that his original plan was better but you know there's there's costs has really cool how he like mm -hmm. just just thought about the options it's like how could this go I do think it is more interesting that it is actually Kelsier yeah because what? then like you, he can do other things with Tensoon as yeah. well mm -hmm. yeah. that and with and with Kelsier more mm -hmm. accurate to Tensoon's character yeah. yeah. And what this lends a bit of credence to is that there's a theory that 
we because we see Kelsia apparently having a body in that um copper mine that um wax uh, wax uh, taps at the end of bands of morning and there's a theory that it is a Kandras or um at least mistrath a body that uh, has consumed Kelsia's bones or something that he just um, inhabits. So I feel like this lends uh, some yeah, way to that because if Brandon has thought along those lines, at least for Kelsia, maybe he needed something one of there. Pals. Yeah. He, it, it could be a nod. Yeah. He, he always said in the uh, Era 1 annotations, he was like, oh, those Kelsia's bones! They might be important. And so, like, you can see even that he was thinking about that of, like, wow, I never even considered that that could be a possibility. Like, I guess, like, you'd still have the same secret history stuff because Kelsier would still need to hold the power of preservation for a bit. He oh, just yeah. cho <laughs> would choose to go to the beyond, right? Yeah. At the <clears throat> end, basically. And it's, it's so a lot of, a lot of things here are interesting. Um, two of the ones I want to bring up are. It sounds like pretty much up until Shadows of Self. Mm. Thai the car being Kelsier, being actually Kelsier, was something undecided. Yeah, it was mm. either Kelsier yeah. or Tensoon pretending to be Kelsier. Yeah. So Which is interesting because like right after that he wrote Secret History. And like mm -hmm. that might and be bands. why he wrote Secret History then. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Once once yeah. he wrote the Shadows and Bands together, he's like he had to make the choice, and I th at that time he clearly chose Kelsier, yeah. and it's like, all right, and, that's and so what it is. When we when we go back to the pro to the prologue of the Way of Kings, and <laughs> and Gavilar's like, <laughs> tell Thydekar it's too late. At, at that point, when when Brandon was writing this, he probably wasn't thinking Kelsier. Yeah, yeah. He was probably mm -hmm. thinking some nebulous leader of the ghost bloods that was not fleshed out at that stage. I, I do still think he thought it was either one of these two. Yeah. Maybe. He thought it like either it's Kelsier or it's Tensoon wearing Kelsier's bow. Mm -hmm. Believing I that, think it's that he knew. Perhaps. But we also know that one of the reasons Kelsier ended up being Thytokar and and we ended up revealing that in Rhythm of War or, or discovering that in Rhythm of War was because Brandon was concerned that we were spending too much time away from Scadriel and he wanted to like see the more Scadrian themes in other books that were coming out, notably Stormlight. Mm -hmm. When The Way of Kings was coming out, that was not a thing he was worried about because before. No, I think that's... No, I think he like he had like oh like I'm moving away from Mistborn for a while. I don't want people to forget it, so I'm going to start seeding in Mistborn mm -hmm. things. So he included Thydekar. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that like the some relation to Kelsia always has been there because otherwise, I feel like it changes way too much for Thydekar to be someone else, like anybody else. Maybe. Uh, but the other thing that's interesting to me is the fact that Lessie served, kind of scratched similar itch to the one that Brandon had. That's weird. So mm -hmm. the thing with with like when when he when he when Brandon talks about Tensoon kind of not becoming Kelsier, but like taking up on that mantle, taking up on that mission. To me, that sounds like the story he wanted to tell was a Chandra, 
then soon or not, who really takes Kelsier's mission to heart. And so we don't really, like, it doesn't sound to me like there is an identity crisis that Brandon wanted to tell, but there's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of, this is a conjurer who's, who's really gotten into this personality. And so it is interesting to me that Lessie covers that because in some way she does, right? She was the Lord Ruler's Kandra, and we are being told that she barely had a personality of her own mm, when she right, wasn't okay. playing a role, <laughs> right? Yeah, and like so. that doesn't work as well with Tensun because Tensun has very much has a personality, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I think this is better. And I think, like, if you think Kelsier is going to be involved Era 3 and Era 4 as well, like, I feel like it's just stronger to have Kelsier rather than ten- Akandra pretending to be Kelsier. Yeah. Even though Akandra pretending to be Kelsier would completely make sense in world, right? Like, it very it mm-hmm. totally makes sense. I mean, it happened in world. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, 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 it's very sensible. And at the end of this, uh, there, he's was talking about Teravangian and Odium is like, do I make Teravangian be Odium? Because there's trade-offs. Uh, and he vacillated on that, and then he chose to make that decision. And Adam asks, are you ever going to reveal what the alternate was going to be? Kind of like what you just did. And Brandon said, maybe eventually I will, but for now I will not. Uh, and he said it's easier because uh, it's all in the past. And he, it's kind of funny, he actually refers to Way of Kings Prime, where Talon's original story was, am I an angel or am I not? Uh, and Brandon just said that that just doesn't work in the modern way of kicks. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, the time afterwards of radiance when you're like the man who thinks he's Tom because he is still like the man who calls himself the Tom, man who calls himself Tom. Himself Tom. Uh, if if you're much newer to the fandom, that was that was definitely a thing for a while that Brandon would say, yeah. probably because he's like, I still have that idea for the story and I think that's cool, yeah. but it just didn't work in practice, right? Mm-hmm. It it was. It was an interesting time in the fandom, listeners and viewers, <laughs> when when there was a period of maybe a couple of years when we would just ask. So also, post Words of Radiance was kind of the golden era of WOBs. Like we got so mm. many mm-hmm. from that period of time. Those firefight and, signings. <laughs> and there was what felt like a disproportionately high number of, of times when we would ask Brandon about Tone, right? Because we'd, we'd seen him at the end of The Way of Kings yeah. and we'd seen the interlude in Words of Radiance. And he would answer just normally. And then at the end of the question, he would be like, oh, uh, the man who calls himself Tone. <laughs> Very consistently. And, and everyone was just like, what? <laughs> and we're all like, no, he's Tone. It's like, that's that's what it is. And he's like, yeah, this is Tone. So it's just interesting. I do you have any ideas what an alternate would be? Like would we think that there would be a different person ascending to Odium and I I think there's a possibility of like race because he's having this like dissonance with mm. Odium like gets destroyed and like Odium the shard becomes sentient. Maybe. I don't know if that's possible. It's like that's the danger of like investiture left on its own can become sentient. Yes, but there's yeah. also things like where it was very good that Kelsier and 
Seized picked up the power when they did, because in, in like an implication that that would maybe not be great. Like maybe he's meaning that, but I, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure Brennan has alluded to shards becoming sentient on their own. Yeah, given but that, enough time, that, that wouldn't happen like between two True. books. True. Yeah, I feel like it probably would have been something that hap- would have happened in book five. Like if anything happened with mm. um, audio or race, yeah, like the change could have happened in book five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, I think before rhythm for Delina, or it's even still a popular theory is that Delina might pick it Get up. Him. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, maybe Brandon has been uh, like may, maybe like another. I don't think he would have gone there. Another harmony sort of situation where because Delina symbolizes honor so much or whatever he reforms honor and adds odium on top or something like that but yeah, I, I don't have an answer but i want to tackle this from a more meta perspective yeah and mm-hmm. so there is there's a couple of things that we know that i think are very important and they are that one book three could have been zeth's and book five yeah. could have been right. Dalinar's. right mm-hmm. yeah and so to me what that implies also we are Firmly in speculation land right now. Totally. Yeah. What, yeah. what that implies to me is that I am unity wouldn't have happened in book three. Yeah, it would have <laughs> happened in book five. Yeah. Ma- maybe yeah, it would have happened in book five. Maybe it would not have happened at all. Yeah. And mm-hmm. maybe like, yeah, so race wouldn't be defeated. Maybe he wouldn't even have made himself on screen in Oathbringer. Like maybe Brandon would have done a slower burn on that. Maybe. And and that's the second thing I'm getting at. So one of the reasons, so the the maybe not the main reason, but one of the reasons we see Ray's not Odium, but Ray's defeated in book four is because he has failed in book three, and he has failed again in book four in the primary objective that he was doing. And so mm-hmm. in the readers' minds, he's no longer a competent villain. Right. Yeah. And so if we combine these two, right? So we make Zeth's book to be book three, which means Ray's doesn't fail in book three because there's no, like he doesn't try to take over Dalinar. Right. And then in book four, maybe he fails. Maybe he doesn't. It's but not like a colossal still, catastrophe, like losing Dalinar. It is, is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is still only one strike. And so we can still have like a, a, a scary, powerful Ray's in book five. Right who confronts and maybe tries to turn Dalinar in book five. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, okay, so I buy all can, this, yeah. We can either have I Am Unity in that book, at which point end the first arc of Stormlight with kind of a defeat over Ray's, where he's been grooming Dalinar all this time, and in the, in the climax of the book, Dalinar says, no, you cannot have my pain. And then in the back five, we deal with actually defeating Ray's or whatever mm. but this defeat in book five has bought us the 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 time between book five and six okay yeah i i i buy that or mm-hmm. or having been successful in book three or or missing from book three defeated in book four Ray's wins and takes dalinar okay in book five and mm. either takes yeah. dalinar or some or in, in that case i don't think dalinar would have ascended uh, I think that would just come out of nowhere a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's almost like 
Yeah, so maybe he's not revealing this because it's like, oh, book five is a big, big deal. But like maybe after book five comes out, he can talk more specifically about like, yeah. this was my original plan for book five. This is this <laughs> other one. And like, yeah, like it, it's an interesting idea because now Brandon's like, well, Dalinar could be a fused. And we still get that a little bit now. And that could have been the original plan. Right. Yeah, it's like it's an interesting thing because... Brandon chose to do it this way because of all the choices he's he made up until this point. Right. So like, it's, like, it's not like, oh, it's like he reached this point and he had a binary option. Mm. It's like way back on the timeline, he had a binary option. But like because of all the tiny, smaller choices he made along the way, it's like this is the one that made sense. It's like it's like how many choices do we have to undo yeah. before like the other option becomes more plausible. Yeah, it's right. Like, it's right. Complicated to and, think And about. like, really, really, I think it's the decision to have down our book three rather than that. Mm-hmm. And like, once you do that and you decide, no, this is Dalinar's arc and I'm going mm-hmm. to do it now, then it's like, well, as a consequence, race mm-hmm. isn't going to feel as threatening and he's not in book four. And so it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's, very interesting. That's just very interesting. And and I, I do think that alternative path is just, hey, we're, we we do a Dalnar Falls in book five uh, instead. Like, mm-hmm. that could be very interesting. Um, I would love to have Brandon just explain in depth, okay, this is another way Stormlight 1 through 5 could have gone. Yeah, yeah, because he always says how uh, terrible his outlines become once he gets to the book that he's working on, because he's made all these smaller choices on mm-hmm. on how that changes things. Well, all right, Next well, question. so like the Avatar one, I, I I think in our events chat on Discord, I'm like, oh, that's a 20-minute Shardcast question. It's like, oh my god, Tensoon being Kelsier. All right, oh, there's another 20 minutes on Shardcast. <laughs> Did it. I don't know if it's actually been 20 yep. minutes, but it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Feels like it. So, moving on from this beer moth to something short <laughs> and sweet, uh, Michael Christopher Great. asks, uh, Michael Christopher Giant, sorry, asks, uh, did Sazed get memories as fast as Tarantian when he ascended? Fishbrand answered, yes, he did, uh, but getting memories and getting these things and knowing what to do with them and stuff are different things. But yeah, I would say the experience was somewhat similar, which makes sense that different ascensions would be more or less comparable it's weird that he draws like such a parallel because Sazed also had the metal mines that he tapped in the moment that yeah but did not yeah but he's like so well yes Teravangian's getting help from cultivation specifically which is probably Mm -hmm. very useful but also Mm -hmm. uh Let's say Seiza did not have his metal mines, and he probably wouldn't be able to. Like he would remember what happened with the powers and like what yes. oaths like they yeah. they made and stuff in the agreements, uh, mm-hmm. but not necessarily how to fix it all. That that's how I would interpret that. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, like he would know how to use the powers or, and stuff like that, but not what to actually do with them. Yeah, more or less. Like, to restore Skadrial. Yeah. 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 So it's um, like, if anything, like I think Sazed picked things up more quickly than Teravangian. I so I, I think he, he had like historical context around mm-hmm, the yeah. power as well, right? 
So mm-hmm. I was... think with, without the metal mines, he could have ran into the same problem that Rashek did. Right. So yeah. he yeah, yeah. could have been like, oh, the planet's too close to the sun. Let me. Oh, whoops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, um, for sure. For sure. He was able to apply them much faster. Like the. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the powers and like his knowledge and intervention would need probably cultivation to show him some stuff like yeah yeah he already made a mistake with Hoyd but uh, mm, clearly yeah. he knows some tricks whereas Sazed's interesting in that he doesn't really know a lot about Adenalsium like he really had to like dig mm. for that so that that's kind of interesting that like the memories don't really tell too much i don't know it's it's interesting it's hard to say it's very (laughs) hand wavy because it's like brandon whatever brandon decides you can can i I could sort of see that as being like something the vessels knew before picking up the shards but Um, they you only get access to what this the the power actually did yeah the power experience Mm -hmm. so to speak yeah. yeah 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 I, I'd buy that. Plus, like, it's probably interesting having a single shard rather than two because, like, Seiza has a different experience uh, mm-hmm. with things uh, mm-hmm. because then he gets two sets of knowledge and how they complemented each other. And so he's probably more focused on that than, like, oh, yeah, the Cosmos is ruled by broken gods. Hey, what's <laughs> up? Uh, but also, wait, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, that 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 makes sense because... If we're saying, oh, Teravangian gets memories of what the power did, Odium wrecked a lot of broken gods. So, like, yeah, that that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Whereas, Ruin and Preservation, not necessarily. Like, doing Shardic Conflict except within themselves. Right? Mm-hmm. So, that, that makes perfect sense yeah. to me. That Teravangian would probably quickly grasp this idea that the Cosmere is ruled by broken gods. Which is, like, that was before Cultivation appeared. Like, that was very quick for Teravangian to realize. Whereas I, I don't think Sazed, like the epigraphs are like, wow, I had to delve a lot to get Aiden Elsia. Like, well, and there's also, w- with a lot of these things, they are very dependent on how the new vessel is approaching this search for information. Yeah. Uh, like it, it, the shard is infinite, but the vessel's mind is not. And so where you dig and what to dig for are important. So... It's very much like Seizet to kind of be introspective and look at mm. the power that he has just acquired and stuff like that. Whereas it is very much like Taravangian to go, let's take a look at the universe. <laughs> I want to fix everything. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. I'm 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 totally satisfied with this now. Yeah. Good talk. And like, what does the Cosmere is ruled by broken gods? mean that that's a poetic turn of phrase that can meet a wide variety of things that's true i i i feel like it's just teravine my personal thought is i feel that's just teravangian understanding the shards more deeply like what they are and how that conflict was working and there and he's just thinking oh they're i mean it's ruled by gods but they're kind of crappy gods. They're not that great. Yeah. They're broken gods. I can I can do better. Uh, so that that's my interpretation of that. It certainly is a very poetic way to do it. Uh, it's very 
it's very evocative, which Pren has yeah. been getting very good with those evocative turns of phrase. <laughs> cool, great, all right. Uh, Archmage asks, if Kaladin wasn't in the arena in Words of Radiance, would Zahel have intervened to help Adolin? Brandon says, I will raffo that, but a different kind of raffo, in that I don't think Zahel himself knows what he would do in that situation. The better part of him would want to have, but he is not living his best life right now, shall we say. He is not living up to his potential, and he knows it. And so, would he have? He should have, but would he have? Good question. Even if he doesn't, I don't think, I don't think he could answer that's very interesting less for the actual content and more just like this just really solidifies like oh yeah like there's a character arc for vasher here and it's like (laughs) i don't know where it's going and when that's gonna matter but i feel like that will matter eventually right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah like i think back half at this stage And, and it's evocative of the way brandon writes like he outlines plots he doesn't outline characters true so yeah, true. Like, brandon can't answer this because he didn't write this scene mm. like mm. he doesn't know what choice vasher would have made yeah yep because he's said no to a lot of things he probably should have done yeah. <laughs> it doesn't help much that we get to see vasher exactly once in rhythm of War and then, like, just i'm out of here so, yeah oh man um, i want a novel about that but What's what a scene that was, right? Oh, was, that was the um, chapter right there. But I I've, do I do find this very like it it hits a little too close to home, this this Vasher going, Hey, I know I can be better than this, but also I don't think if I can be better than this right now. Uh, guys, a, I have an amazing idea. No 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 no, no. not not a joke, not a joke. Not a joke. <laughs> I was just thinking in my brain. Ah. As opposed to. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, that's like, oh, you know, we should all live up to our potential like like else collars and not be like Vasher. But then I was like, what if Vasher becomes an else collar and lives up to his potential and gets an ink spread? I'm like, hmm. that actually sounds really cool. He is a scholar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, damn. And I feel like, like, especially for Vesha, who like is also returned, living up to their potential is also something like they apparently come back for a purpose, and he still hasn't fulfilled his, presumably. So, that damn, living that, up I to like his this. potential would fulfill that. So, yeah. Oh, damn. I, I really like this idea. I think I think this is actually really solid. So we know that Vasher disappeared from Rhythm of War. Uh-huh. In in part because of all the stuff that went down in Yuri Thero. Yeah. But he's yeah. he's now MIA. Yep. And we also know that the Ink Spren mm-hmm. by way of blended now need to reevaluate their opinion of humans and mm. the recreants. Mm-hmm. 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 And so there, there's an opportunity there to, to tie these two things together by sending Vasher to the Ink Sprint for a chat. 
I mean, he'd know where they are. <laughs> yeah. And all we got to do is have Horn Eater for Rock to fix whatever's going on <laughs> at the peaks. And then Basher can go there through the perpendicularity and then talk with Ink Sprint. And then in the back five, maybe he could get a Sprint on screen. Maybe. Wait. Solved it. Did Vesha leave any time close to when Rock left? <laughs> Maybe he accompanied Oh, oh yep. no, it was in part one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. like we saw that scene and then it's just nothing of Vasher. Mm. I don't know how Vasher, <laughs> like, would Vasher just take... Wow, we're deep in the rabbit hole here. But, <laughs> but, yes, you are. Oh, so next question. Well, 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 one more thing, one more thing. It... I will say I don't think we're gonna get a lot of Vasher in book five. Maybe, maybe just like mm-hmm. a hint, or like a hint in Horn Eater or something. Like none of this arc and stuff is going to be book five. Mm-hmm. That much I'm confident yeah. about. But yes, next, next question. question. <laughs> uh, Tony Patrick asks, "Where did you get the idea to have multiple moons on Roshar?" Brandon, I have no idea. <laughs> it's gone so back, gone back so far. I mean, yeah, no idea. I like doing weird things with cosmology and with planets and things like that. For the 2010 version, looking at the moons, I wanted to subtly indicate the presence of three gods and kind of subtly give some color scheme indications of them in things like that. But they are oh, yeah. one-to-one. Just that idea, because everything was based around Ted. I wanted some threes hanging around in the world building as well. Yeah, because they are violet, blue, and green, right? Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting yep. that he yeah. says it's not a one-to-one. Where, like, Brandon, that seems like a one-to-one. Yeah. With the <laughs> lights, there are the colors. here? Well, maybe just that, like, it's not like, Odium invested on Salus or something. Like, Well, I, I don't think that's what he's saying. Sure. He's implying that, like, the colors aren't one-to-one, which is... Not what we see in the books. So what does he know that we don't? The purple band's so large on that void light that like the <laughs> violet color is probably in that band. I I would not read too much into that one-to-one comment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's weird. He's just hedging, I guess. Yeah. Why are there ten gas giants? Because eight and Alcium wanted. Eight probably actually. <laughs> Aiden Alcium saw the future and saw that there would be three gods and so <laughs> therefore put three moons there. It's like, okay, sure. At some right. point it's just right early reasons. Yeah, 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 you're right, exactly. Yeah. And the, the next question asks whether uh, Nightblood or Chiri Chiri would consume more investiture. Uh, to which Brian says, Nightblood Chiri Chiri would get full a lot faster. Which makes sense. Who would fill up faster? The organic being or the <laughs> robotic eating machine? Yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah. much it. Yeah, there you go. We did. Yeah, I mean, good to know. Good to know. Brad asks, uh, will every death rattle um, have a canon- canonized point of reference at some point in a coming novel? No- novel? To which Brandon answered, uh, I don't intend them all to. I intend most of them to, but I don't intend them, intend them all to. Some of them happened, but but were not relevant to the story on screen is what I've decided. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. There, there's some just yeah. evocative ones that aren't like actual mm-hmm. events. Yeah. yeah, just like mm-hmm. 
10 people, blades of light standing against, against the, the wall. Walls of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was exactly yeah. the one I was thinking of, too. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. black, red, mm-hmm. and, and white, which is just like, yeah, that's a fiction of Harold's, like, mm-hmm. metaphorical. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know. That could happen. No. But like, no. Like, like, no. I reject your words. <laughs> but, like, I, I do think, like, some of the ones that, like, are not just the evocative ones, like... Won't they could screen. just describe events that don't happen on screen. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't I, think I, it's I just agree. like, oh, there's the evocative ones, and then there's like the sure. plot ones. True, true, like, true, true, true. Yeah, that's certainly it's true. murkier than that. Yeah. yeah. I, I know that um, Ben really likes this one for his child. Uh, oh, that one. Oh, but the, the one with the suckling one. child. Yeah. Uh, and uh, hold the knife that might be one that like just happens in the world somewhere that we don't see because like it's an... Mm-hmm. No, no, I think I think that one is a plot one. But But it doesn't need to be. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't need to be. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I, I think there are going to be plot ones that just don't happen on screen, but will be alluded to. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. Like, that's more what I think Brandon is going Mm -hmm. trying to answer here. Like they, I, I, I they do. will all happen. They just won't necessarily happen on yep. screen. Okay. All right. Oh boy, this next one. Oh, Black Flame Omega asks: Does light, capital L, in a vacuum, become unkeyed until exposed to a vibration upon leaving? And what happens if that vibration isn't actually a pure tone? So th- this is obviously referring to the making the anti-void light and you need it in the vacuum and that stuff. And Brandon says, it can be overridden and things like that. You can unkey that vibration and then kind of separate it. Whether it's even fully unkeyed, to be perfectly honest, I can't even say. Like you're dampening it and then overriding it with something else. This is kind of outside the world. They wouldn't be able to measure it, but I don't think it's completely unkeyed like Navani thinks it is before she rekeys it the mental component on her part is pretty important to what's happening so he has said that the intent matters a lot for what happened there mm-hmm. uh, yeah. so th- that's at least that last sentence the, va- the vacuum's very weird though the vacuum's very weird it's always been weird it's uh... I have a thought okay <laughs> I think completely unkeying investiture, completely unkeying oh, light, okay. would imply turning it into quote unquote pure investiture. Mm-hmm. And so I think what Brandon is saying and what we see on screen to an extent is that there is no way for anyone to turn. Uh, there's no practical way. There may be a theoretical way. There's no practical way for anyone in world to turn void light or odium's investiture into anything that is not related to odium's investor so you can turn void light into anti-void light mm-hmm. but you can't turn void light into storm light for example yeah oh yeah so i totally believe with that yeah, yeah no, right yeah i i think yeah. that's what this is saying yeah okay sure 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> the theoretical way to make pure investiture Reforging an Alcyon. Step one. <laughs> step step two, dot dot dot. Step three, profit. Yeah. The good old Bill Nye, if you want to make a pie, first you have to 
uh, invent the universe. It's true. Mm-hmm. Interesting, I though. I, I think that was Carl mm-hmm. Sagan. Next question. Team Pima asks, Vin sucked in the mist with a deep breath. Also, the mist was leaking from her arms. Is that similar to um, Stormlight? Brandon, yes, it is. 100%. In fact, you should notice that when shard blades form, they take um, shape from a certain substance. And yeah, and, and one other thing, recently mm-hmm. rereading Bands of Mourning, when Marasi takes the bands, there's like mist coming off of her arms, which is yeah. super reminiscent of a radiant uh, stormlight and yeah. that smoke yeah. coming off. There's also, I think it's a scene in um, Bell of Ascension where Vin is describing the mists appearing and it's described almost exactly the same way as Adolin describes summoning Maya. It's like, it's like, vines made of mist and it's just almost word for word the same hmm. that makes sense to me brandon mm-hmm. i has related stormlight and mist sort of gaseous investiture it's not a, those mm-hmm. aren't exactly the same but yeah. the stuff that stormlight came from is i would say is quite like the mists yeah right it's the parallel is mists to the high storm yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Kinda. Yeah. Rashar is complicated. We don't have the full story. Honestly, we yeah. don't even have the full story on the mists. And and in fact, speaking of the next question, could mm-hmm. you have trapped the mists from Scadrio in a gemstone? Asks Bubbles S O A R. Oh, it's it's probably Bubble Sore. Um yep. <laughs> theoretically, yeah, yeah, yeah. theoretically theoretically possible, says Brandon. Nice. I look, I had a theory, I think it was 2014, 2015, mist fabrials. That's how the oh, Southern Skadrian things work. Uh, that is not how that works. Uh, I don't know how anyone <laughs> would have guessed the crazy medallion things that they got, but neat. Cool. What are the excisors? But yeah, no, I totally believe that there is a way to do that and probably use it in some mm-hmm. sort of. I think you could make mist fabrials. Yeah, I wonder yeah, it, how far this extends, right? So I have a feeling that you are also going to be able to capture breath in gems. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I, I, I don't think you, like breath and like the mist as is. I don't think could be captured, but a version of them could. Be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, like refine the mist into mist light. And that could be like define refine it down to like the light capital L light, which is actually gas, because that's how the Cosmere works. That yeah. can be captured, and it's like maybe like you can refine breath in some way to make I don't know gift light. Uh-huh. I f- like there would be a difference between like storing the breath. In a gemstone, like mm-hmm. you say, yeah, uh, breath, yeah. yeah exactly. And so, it, you would have to first bring the breath into a different form for it to actually be able to yeah, enter like, those. I, I don't think you oh, put a gemstone yeah. in the mist and it absorbs it. I do not think that is how that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Marvin, you think you, you're saying that breath is more akin to the mists in that 
in that you wouldn't be storing the breath in the same way you wouldn't be storing the mists, but you would be storing a distilled version of both of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And distilled is actually apparently a word that Brandon uses several times mm-hmm. when it comes to um, uh, turning investiture into its gaseous liquid or solid yeah. form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the special thing with Stormlight is just if you just randomly put a gemstone out, it will be infused and it will be invested with that investiture. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, and like I don't think that naturally happens for huh. other things. Right? Or it's like you could ask, "Hey, Sazed, do you want to fill this?" With- <laughs> the song of prayer, right there. It's like, all right, yeah, let's yeah. go fill this gemstone, please. Kelsey is know like, how "Hey, you get please." Lifelight. How yeah, seriously. That, yeah, right. Yeah, we have no idea. So much cultivation I mean, stuff we don't. Presumably, the Night Watcher Bondsmith could do it, but there has yeah. to be another way. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's probably the easiest um, way. I, I I do want to tackle that for a moment, but I wanted to sure. ask. So, uh, Eric, when you were talking about just leaving a gem outside, yeah, and yeah. it gets full of uh, stormlight. Yeah, one. It is notable that just leaving a gem out in the other storm doesn't fill it with does void not light. infuse it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so the ever storm doesn't function the same way as the high storm. Is my right. takeaway from that? Yeah. I would agree. Yeah, and the other thing is, I wonder if just leaving a gem out in the mists wouldn't maybe the gem would still get invested with quote unquote mist light but it wouldn't draw the mists themselves so like it would essentially extract the mist light out of them in the same way that a gemstone it doesn't extract but like the the stormlight from the high storm quote unquote i think the moved. thing about the high storms is that like it's not that there's stormlight in there and it diffuses into the gemstones. It's more that like something about the high storms fills the gemstones. Like it's not, mm-hmm. it's not like even if you like were to it's have a free storm cloud storm. of storm. Yeah, yeah. If you if you were to have a free cloud of stormlight and put a gemstone, it it would not fill up. You need to, it's some process that is required to fill it. I think because oh, like right, every actually, time yeah. we see every time we see a transfer of stormlight, it's like it's a direct transfer. It's not like you have free stormlight and then suck, have it sucked up, or like you do. You could do that, but you require free stormlight just dissipates and it goes yeah exactly back into the spiritual realm. So, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right. It's <laughs> it's the stormfather who's responsible for all of this. Yeah, because right? because you essentially have this. Uh, God, they they had a name for it in the books. The uh, center beat, the center. Mm-hmm. Beat. Yeah, yeah. You have this. Such a good term. That's a good name. <laughs> good I name. love it. Maybe, maybe it's a perpendicularity. Maybe it's something akin to a perpendicularity. But like, that's when gemstones get infused. It's not the storm. It's the yeah. father. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, but um, like, and it's like, oh yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. The mists were designed by preservation and to do like, specific things he didn't design it to be like he didn't set it up for like there to be a mechanism to capture it. Mm-hmm. right and so yeah, honor maybe true. just like yeah. designed this high storm to specifically do that yeah i think like that might have i think aiden nauseum might have done okay that. yeah sure 
Sure. Because like how the High Storm relates with Aiden Elsium yeah. versus Honor is kind of weird. Yeah, it's. I think it's been raffled whether the Stormlight part of the High Storms existed before the Shattering. Yeah. Been, yeah. I'm been. shocked that it's raffled. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, prehistory of Roshar. Yeah, how about we just raffle yeah. all that? Because I think at that point, it's like the Shardic makeup of Stormlight was still unknown. So that might be part of it, but we don't know. Yeah. Well, that, that wow, we, we, we talked a lot about that question. Wow. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm I, not surprised, I, but. So next question is from Hesse's Ward. Um, nice. Good reference. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> what does Terrentian as the vessel of Odium think of autonomy? Which Brenton raffled, but he says, oh, like he raffled it because it is going to be relevant. So that beg obviously begs yeah. the question, how is it going to be relevant? <laughs> Speculate. I mean, it, it's sort of obvious, I think, that Terravengian, uh, Odium held by Terravengian will stick around after book five or like I for totally some agree. time yeah. because like there's no way he'll only be a one book villain, sort of. That would be the worst. So, it's yeah. just, I, I'm not sure if I think it's going to be big half stuff, or if it's just like for the greater Cosmere where it's going to be relevant. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think, I don't know if we discussed it or I saw this on Discord, but I saw somehow it got in my brain that the letter in book five can be Teravangian as Odium writing letters. And that would be tight. That'd be real tight. That'd be, I, that'd be I awesome. I have not seen that, but I think it's really cool. That's really cool. Like, how would that relationship work with Bavadin? Especially Teravangian trying to interface with Bavadin. Like, that, that's a whole ordeal in and of itself, really. But Yeah. We we don't quite have a confirmation that Odium and, and Autonomy have been working together. Mm. But there have been hints. Mm -hmm. that and that was the implication immediately, I, the, the, I felt. Like, if, if they're not enemies, which we have a lot that... Yeah, I no, think there's, I, there's, I, there's enough implications yeah. that, like, there's, you know, they, they, they could have worked together. That would be very yes. plausible. And uh, yeah. Era 2 sort of fits really nicely and nicely into this, like, with it being around the time mm. of the gap probably yep. between the stormlight halves so um i, I can't quite i have to read error too <laughs> but uh isn't it like that the um, assault by trail is like becoming stronger now or is it just that uh, um no says it wasn't like it's just progressed enough now that it's becoming a real threat uh yes. no i, it's, I don't it's there's it's an, just that it comes up. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. there yeah. is a red mist invading. Mm -hmm. Who knows what that is? It's scary. Yeah. Okay. Stay yeah, tuned to 2022. <laughs> it would fit that, like, oh, it would be, would make sense if Audium said that, okay, autonomy, or if Terrention said autonomy, Bevedon, go ahead and maybe do something in Skedrion because that harmony or, or is reverse scary. Odium. Oh, stuff. yeah. That could also be the case. Yeah. Still think that's not plausible, but with Teravangian and Azodium, it is more plausible, I feel. <laughs> I, I I strongly think the Red Mist is 
uh, a representation of autonomy. Like, I, I think a lot of the whole trail storyline is autonomy. And I also believe that autonomy and Odium are, if not friends, then at least allies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think we're going to see any Odium, any direct Odium influence on Scadrial until Era 4, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would agree. Yeah, autonomy and Odium could just be splitting up their targets, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, last but not least, and most recently, we sprinted <laughs> to get these transcribed for our recording date. Uh, that said, this will be out quite a bit later than that, but you know what? <laughs> we we got to schedule. Uh, is the Dusty Wheel uh, interview uh, with Matt interviewing Brandon, uh, which was quite good. Uh, there was Wheel of Time stuff and some Cosmere stuff. And so we open with uh, Liam asking some auto raffos about uh, what do... <laughs> Like various metals in use in Fabrials, like Duralumin, Bendeloy, God Metals, and Brandon's just like, yep, that is a big old Raffo. Yeah. And it's like, what do what are the allomantic effects of <laughs> other god metals? And it's like, he's not gonna answer that. No, he's never gonna answer that. Yeah. yeah, that's that's to, totally true. To paraphrase, Liam asked for a Raffo three times. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yup, yup, yup. Uh so this next one is from Blue Spirit Gem. It's like, when you write the Warbreaker sequel, we'll be more focused on Vivenna, Vasher, and Nightblood. And will we learn why they got separated and how Nail found Nightblood? Um, that's the plan. It will definitely be, be Vivenna and Vasher. There will probably be mentions of Siri and Susabron, but brief. Which is consistent with what he said before. Totally. Like they we're always going to be... Not Their the story arc is over. They won't have viewpoints. And then, yes, it will have, will at least leave the implication of why what happened happened, if that makes sense. I may not get to the actual events, but you will see, you know, yeah. So something happens. And so mm-hmm. it will be much clearer than it is now. Because um, Brandon has mentioned a Warbreaker secret history before, huh. which <laughs> could be Man. Five Scholar stuff, or it could be. How does Vasher, Vivena, and Nightblood get to Roshar? Excuse me, that's Vivina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. I'm, I'm no, none of this Vivina, Brandon. I, I'm not a fan. <laughs> no. no. Or like, however he pronounced Susabron. I don't know. Susabron, I think. Yeah. But it does at least explain why his nickname in world is Seb, not like yeah. Susie or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I think I think the way Brandon thinks of it is so if you imagine Susabron written as S apostrophe Sebron. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And then and so you want to say Sebron, but there is an extra S in there. Yeah. So you have to be like Sebron or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and, and like and the like, U is devoiced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. The second syllable is where the stress is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, well, that's weird, Brandon. That's, that's, what I, it, that's what I say. It is a remnant of, like, Mythwalker, where mm-hmm. the names were written like that, and we have it in Titelier. It's, it's still mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Cool. Brandon mm-hmm. uh, I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, Br- Brandon is wrong about Warbreaker pronunciations. <laughs> yeah. Kelsey A. No. <laughs> I, I will accept Kelsey A before I accept Sebron or whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Vivena uh, all the way. No, no Vivina. No. Hashtag. Hashtag uh, not Vivina. 
Let's move on to uh, a question of Matt himself, the Dusty Wheel innkeeper, who actually had a few questions about just character themes from Rhythm of War. But one that's more interesting was about whether Brandon was ever tempted to have Kaladin be taken in Odium. Good question. Before. Uh, which I assume is a reference to how we see Kaladin's eye glow yellow at one point. And I was like, yeah. he's almost there, and obviously Odium wants Kaladin. And Odium um, was pissed that uh, it did not work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and Brian says, yes, I was tempted. Uh, to obviously, which Matt asks to, for clarification, and the essence of what Brandon says is that Kaladin is... So Kaladin is scary when, he, first of all, Kaladin is generally not scary. Kaladin is not like an overarching villain material. Kaladin is scary when he is protecting the people he wants to protect and you are the one that he's protecting them from. Or when Kaladin gets pushed over the edge, so to speak. So in Rhythm of War, for example, personally for me, one of my favorite like little insignificant scenes is a thing where... Kaladin is chasing a bunch of fused up at the tower. He's snapped. He's just seen Teft die. And he's chasing the ones who have kidnapped his father. And there's a, there's a short scene where Kaladin sees a, a fused, uh, or maybe it's a Rigo, guarding uh, a door. And then the next sentence is like, he left the fused broken behind. And so <laughs> that's such an evocative way to get through a fight scene. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no description of what he's done. It's just he sees the fused. The fused is a pile of meat. Yeah, <laughs> that that's so, so good that's, to not do blow by blow. So good. Yeah, that's where Kaladin is scary. And so that that's not really like an overarching villain material, right? Ultimately, it wouldn't have worked. Uh, however. Uh, one character who is potentially scary as a, in an overarching villain way, says Brandon, is Dalinar. Makes sense. The, Which is I, ominous. Yeah. It, you know, remember when we said earlier about maybe that other path was Dalinar just failing in book five and uh, succumbing to Odium? I, I, I feel like that that could have been one of those plans. Yeah. Uh, and that, like, maybe now it's going to be different. Like, it is It is weird, this idea of a uh, fused Dalinar, but I don't know. But in the interest of objectivity, I want to read the last sentence of this because I don't think that it... I don't think Brandon is making this as ominous as we are. Oh, that's true. Yes, that's right. And so... Uh, Bren says, but Kaladin is an overarching villain. I don't think that would be scary. Dalinar would be. Dalinar would be terrifying in that situation. But I don't think it would just uh, add very well, very much. If I were going to have one of them, it would have been Dalinar. Past tense. And so I think Brandon is just making a comparison for the sake of the comparison. True. I, I concur with that. Uh, that the, if Dalinar goes to the dark side, it's going to be some other avenue. Like becoming a fused. Yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> so the next question comes from our very, very own Chavva. 
Jay Joshua. Uh, he asked whether the weird strata patterns in the stone of Yurithiru are a hallmark of stone shaping, which Brenton Rafford and called it stone warding. I feel like that must just be. I, I yeah, feel like that just, just be yeah. like in his brain. He's called it stone warding, but then he's like, yeah. that probably isn't the best name now, and mm -hmm. but it's still in his brain, just like you know, silver, silver eye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. but yeah, Rafo. We got to do a stone shaping podcast because that stuff is cool. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We keep saying that. I know, I know. We'll 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 get there eventually, probably, maybe. Look, by the time <laughs> Lost Metal is in pre-release, then we'll only talk about Starlight. <laughs> so this next one is where Argent actually gets a question uh, answered. So that's nice. And so he asks, with how important or at least unique autonomy seems in the Cosmere, are we going to see how Taldane is doing in more recent times? Excellent question. I've been wondering this. Bran says, yes, you will. When? I'm not 100% sure. Shouldn't be too long, but it just depends on a couple things, right? Can I get the Silverlight story written? How do things go with Isaac? He's been playing around with Taldane and doing things there, and we're just not sure. Cool. I'm not sure that completely answers my question. So No, it doesn't. <laughs> not, at, not at all, really, but uh, that's okay. I don't, I don't see how Isaac's involvement with the White Sand graphic novel reveals anything about, like, contemporary Taldane, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. uh, um, I, but I, the Silverlight novella might. Yeah. yeah. I... They, feel like it's more just like Brandon has a limited amount of bandwidth. And if Isaac was helping with that, Brandon would still need to do like brainstorming and, you know, like and spending mm -hmm. effort doing that and figuring out yeah. specifics. Right. And he doesn't yeah, have maybe it's like, yeah, because they've been talking about the dark side graphic novels as well, like doing something there. So that could if those work yeah. well then Isaac might even, like, I think Isaac would be the one mainly doing those as well. So if those work well, we might get something that shows us, like, what oh, is yeah. Teldane up to these yeah. days? Okay. Yeah. Or, like, uh, those Darksider graphic novel novels, like, might set things up for how, why um, Teldane gets cut off from the rest of the Cosmere, mm -hmm. which would provide limited information on what it's doing now based off like this is the direction it was heading yep mm -hmm. uh, this next one is from ori who asks does a vessel who ascended from the same world in influenced by a shard have less control over that shard than a vessel from another world brandon i do not i'm going to say no for now. Probably just means his headcanon about what he thinks and, you know, yeah. that mm -hmm. sort of thing. In large part, that's what makes it possible to pick up a shard. <laughs> so it's like, it's like if you, you're not from that shard, you don't have an intrinsic connection to that shard. So it's like, what, how do you, how are you connected to that shard in order to be picked up by it? Yeah. Then our next question comes from Rodrigo, whose last name I couldn't catch on stream, so I'm sorry if you're listening. Um, asks about the difference between a lump. So let me let me frame this because there's a lot going on. 
Mistborn Era 2, uh, Allomantic Grenades. The ones where you do Allomancy and you throw the grenade, the primer cube, and it does that broadcasts effect. the effect. Yeah. So not its intended purpose, but no. <laughs> well, kind of. I mean, it's Brandon's intended purpose. I don't think it's the Mallwish intended purpose because it's mean, very much prime this cube to get the big machine going. Yeah, yeah, but it but it does exactly the same thing in the in the airships, right? Like the idea there is, you essentially prime the cube with, let's say, steel allomancy, so you can lift off. Yes, I'm saying it's not intended to be a grenade. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, it broadcasts yeah. alamancy. That is yes. its intended purpose. Yes, okay. It's not meant to be a weapon. Yes. <laughs> um, but because it is used as a weapon, Rodrigo asks, mm-hmm. what's the difference between an aluminum and chromium grenade and the difference between nicroso and duralumin? Oh, yeah. So before we go into Brandon's answer, uh, the alimentic effect of aluminum is it um, it consumes all your other metals, right? It instantaneously yeah. just burns them all. Correct. Uh, that is Including internal it. for you. Yeah. Chromium has exactly the same effect, but you are burning other people's it's metals. external. Right? Yes. Yeah. And the same relationship is the one we see between nicrosio and duralumin. When you burn duralumin, any other metals you burn are instantly consumed for an amplified effect. And when you burn nicrosil, you are essentially giving the duralumin effect to other people. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And That's so right. the question is, how does this internal external thing work when you are throwing yeah. a grenade yeah. at somebody? Mm-hmm. Uh, to which Brandon doesn't answer that question at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to have a concrete question and like uh, that's like short and pithy, but yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, the answer inter- he gives is interesting. Yeah, but, is, but yeah. he does talk about some interesting things. Uh, specifically, aluminum would create a sort of you can't do, you can't use alumancy in nearby this grenade mm-hmm. most likely, and your aluminum would do the opposite. You would be able to use it and then enhance someone. Uh, and he talks a little bit about how he hasn't played with the ranges of these things. And then his intent for kind of where this whole thing is going with the grenades is uh, to get to a point where you could theoretically be an aluminum gnat, which if you if you can only burn aluminum, you're useless. There's no effect <laughs> for you. Asterisk. Uh, and so you could charge up a grenade and throw it and then you are negating other Metalborn's talents mm. where you throw the grenade. So where your ability was previously completely useless, now you're making other people completely useless, which <laughs> is super convenient in combat, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so that's, that's where he wants to go with these grenades. He wants all the, the Metalborn powers to be relevant in some way in the mm-hmm. future. And then he goes on and talks a little bit about Marisi, uh, but we've seen how her power can be used in exactly this way, right? So yeah. she can either mm-hmm. trap other people with her own... Uh, what's her metal? Cadmium. 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 Cadmium speed bubble. Or she can charge up a Cadmium speed bubble and throw it and, like, she herself is fine, but she's trapping someone there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah, yeah. Time. Yep. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting because Allomancy very much has like an internal versus external mm-hmm. sort of aspect to it, you know? So I don't think there will be a difference. I huh. think this is going to be similar how in Fabrioles, like we have like the conjoined Fabrioles and we have the reverser Fabrioles. Huh. But then once you add aluminum into the mix, like you can just rearrange things and Mm-hmm. They both do effectively the same thing. Whereas, like, once you I, start going into, like, hacking the magic, like, some things end up being very similar. You find multiple ways of achieving the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think at least between aluminum and chromium, there might still be a difference because, like, aluminum is a bubble sort of effect or area of effect that um, prevent, just prevents you from using your elementary. It's like how Brenton phrase it here and maybe chromium would be that you act like you actually get your metals get um still get drained away like if you were actually you to use chromium sun no but did so wax's like, metals just get burned away he said all of his stores went away in, i don't think the we train know that's aluminum or chromium technically okay okay, okay fair but but they did get, yeah. his stores did go yes, away in that train scene that, yes. that, that's all i'm trying yeah. to get at yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so it's like, chromium would remove the stars, and aluminum would just inhibit your ability to your in, inhibit your abilities. Does that make sense? Like you'd have to. Yes, say, it makes is, sense. I just don't like it. Yeah, yeah. because they yeah. should have the ability that it says, right? Yeah. Well, I, I feel yeah. like Brandon as a writer, because this makes chromium objectively more powerful than aluminum. Mm-hmm. It does, yeah. And I think Brandon would want to avoid that. So I, I think there are ways around that, right? So maybe you can say, well, with aluminum, you you throw that somewhere and it automatically just drains. Uh, well, no. What, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to balance, well, aluminum has a weaker effect, but maybe, you know what? Maybe it's just a much larger bubble. Yeah, it right? could be a larger yeah. bubble. Uh, do... <sighs> I don't know if you guys recall, but in my brain, I I have it in my brain that for nicrosil or something, you have to be actually touching the person. Yes, yes. chromium and nicrosil, you have to yep. touch. Yep. You yep. have to touch yep. them. So, like, it, it yep. could simply be that maybe the grenade has to touch you. I don't know. Like, uh, but, but like, like they all like, sort of do bubbles, right? Feels like because. Since aluminum is the internal one, it feels like that's the one that should have to touch somebody. Yeah, that's uh, that, yeah. that's true. Whereas yeah. like ni- like chromium and nitrosil are external, like they should have to bubble. But like uh, and aluminum has a bubble, so it is as like Brendan says himself in this web, like he only did it for metals that do have an area of effect right now, like. You, you could say like steel or steel and iron, steel pushing iron pulling do have a sort of area of effect or like they directly do something. But, but he didn't you, though. But, but he did it with either aluminum or yeah. chromium in bands of yeah. warning. <laughs> like he didn't that, do that. I think I'm pretty sure it's chromium, right? No, we don't know. We, we don't know. It's not explicitly Ex- stated. Really? It's just like, it's well, used against well, this is like a chromium know. person touched me. Okay, well, I, I thought we had that. Yeah. They, yeah. He doesn't even I know what it is. They describe it as chromium because that's all okay. they know. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, be sure. I thought we yeah. knew that they also touched somebody at some point. Okay, but sure. I don't recall. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, sure. 
I, I, like I said, I need to reread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot in Bands of Morning, let me tell you. A, a surprising lot, actually. I could probably reread <laughs> okay, it and also grab more things out of it. Then I literally have no idea how like Brendan wants to. I don't yeah, know. They might um, do the same thing. But I, I mean, think they, like, they he's got time, right? Uh, yeah. totally got ben, time. ben Alloy and Cadmium. Uh, ben Alloy seems a lot more useful in combat for the most part, but it also burns faster and it's a smaller mm -hmm. bubble. So. Right, so That's... like chromium could might could be more useful, but like maybe mm -hmm. you you lose you use a lot more chromium, whereas aluminum or, like or, maybe not yeah. or something. I don't. Okay, know. so here's the thing that I tried to say before and I couldn't phrase. Maybe with chromium, it only drains your metals if you are burning a metal at the time. So like if you know that somebody's throwing a chromium grenade at you, you can be just like okay. I will I will wait the 15 seconds this grenade is going to last and then I get my metals back and I can do whatever I want whereas with aluminum it kind of has the same thing where you still can't use your metals during that time but like if you try it doesn't drain them it's just well now I can't use metals for a minute or I need to leave the area of the grenade but there's no there's no risk of you actually losing mm -hmm. your medals. I mean that could be true, but I I, I mean maybe maybe I'm I'm still like hammering but, at like the different balancing ideas. Sure. But actually, what what I'm really interested in is like what tin and pewter would look like because like yeah, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, these, that's these, very weird. Yeah, these mm -hmm. other metals still like they still. Like phys no, not physically, but they like change something that you could feasibly change externally easily. And these other ones, like what, what, how? Yeah. <laughs> like zinc do? and brass, I kind of get how those mm, gonna go. They're yeah. soothing in an area, brass in an area, yeah. copper and uh, copper and bronze copper? are pretty easy too. I mean, bronze is kind of weird. Bronze, Wait, is, it's like. Copper yeah. is easy because yeah. it just creates a cloud. Yeah, it just create, makes a copper cloud. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I was thinking ferrochemy. I'm like, what? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, no, no, no. And, yeah, yeah. And the important thing is, like, not everything is going to be useful for the element. Oh, sure, part sure. Of this. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, this is not the extent of, like, mechanical allomancy. And it doesn't mm -hmm. need to be. Yeah. 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 All I know is that there's going to be lots of crazy crap Brandon can justify with that, whatever allomantic effect he wants. Yeah, mm -hmm. I Stormlight is kind of my baby, but also Mistborn Era Three, Era Four, so much fun, wacky stuff. It's mm -hmm. it's gonna be pretty crazy. So, next question. Uh, going great. <laughs> We're almost if done. Vast amounts of investiture can distort time in a similar manner as the black hole, as we discussed in the last episode. Mm -hmm. Um. Does that include shards? Would time dilation be greater on Rosha than on Nalthus? Twitch Brandon said that no, because the shard is contained almost entirely in the spiritual realm. In the spiritual realm, time and distance have no meaning. So what this means is large piles of investiture that somehow make it into the cognitive realm or the physical realm 
are going to cause the time dilation, um, but the spiritual realm where it belongs, uh, that investiture, it's not going to do that. Um, and that's going to make some exclamation points raise above the heads of some people. I, I think our chat, several people went, hmm, hmm. And then like Maury, who wasn't watching, is like, what was it? <laughs> it was, this was pretty funny. So I'm sorry, Maury. Uh, I, I, I would also, like to point out, yes. Brandon was completely aware of what he was doing like if, yep, if yep. you listen to this because this is from a from an audio interview yeah. you can you can listen to that he goes large piles of investiture that somehow make it into the cognitive realm or the physical like <laughs> he's clearly emphasizing the cognitive he, one he knew exactly what he was doing yeah, and, and it moment. was funny matt just being like he just didn't <laughs> like it didn't crack for him like he, he but yeah but welcome to shardcast where we will tell you what we think so well so the obvious implication is well in on cell in that sub astral uh there's a lot of investitures so time could there could be a lot of time dilation effect there yeah yeah and it's so go ahead Ian. does it translate across the realms is the physical realm on cell like we did have that squirrel. gravity thing in the yeah, last one yeah that's true yep. um the interesting thing that i was gonna go for uh -huh. was well elantris is super early mm. in the computer timeline i think you're I, thinking I, the same thing yeah i i saw a light bulb mm -hmm. above your head and i'm like hmm and so that might be a way to kind of sync up elantris to more recent events mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so um if, if you guys have seen interstellar yes there's a, yes there, there's a there's a plot point there where the characters go near a black hole. so to explain time dilation <laughs> if you are in the, the most simple way i can think of is if you are in an area with a large mass or a large gravity which are kind of the same thing or in this case large amount of investiture or if you're burning cadmium let's not to let's not do that <laughs> um time passes more slowly for you than it passes for the outside world so yes one yes. day for you is going to be multiple days for people elsewhere and so let's say elantris is a thousand years before i don't know scadrial mistborn era one you can have only a hundred years pass on elantris for the thousand years that pass on somewhere else. And that kind of allows you to catch up the Elantris story to, to fast forward the Elantris timeline to a more modern Cosmere time. I don't know how much it would affect the physical, but I'm just like thinking about Galadon, right? Mm -hmm. Like Galadon, mm -hmm. like moving through that cognitive realm like he could have exited many 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 years after and like so he well i mean he he is kind of he is kind of immortal but like the door it's weird you know mm -hmm. but regardless really work when you yeah, were in the yeah yeah but regardless like he could have just like a hundred or a thousand years could have passed mm -hmm. uh outside and he didn't experience yeah. them at all mm -hmm. i i find that very plausible mm -hmm. And I think it also has very interesting implications for the Irie because yeah, if true, like the time outside would have passed faster, so yeah. uh, they 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 might be ancient on cell, as... but outside they're actually like 
not that ancient, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, less experience sorry. than it seems. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, so I, that depends on how you how you frame these terms, right? So I let's say let's pun. say the Irish that pun, that pun was so great, but also <laughs> so awful. Of getting you have to know that I'm like, oh, that was good, but also terrible. If you're in physics, frame of reference. Frame that was the reference. joke for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, like the Irie, let, let's say a new member of the Irie, like the also beautiful ones guy from Right, I know from Right, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. So he can he can get dunked into devotions, um, uh, shard pool perpendicularity, and spend I don't know like ten years just hanging out with the other Irie around the the very investiture dense Selish Sebastral, and then he can go to Rashar. And so yeah, okay. when he goes to when he goes to Rashar, he's not ancient. He's ten years older than than what he was in the physical realm but more time has passed in the cosmere so like he can get dunked around the time of the last desolation but then he goes to rashar and it's like 10 years sure. later yeah, yeah. totally mm -hmm. possible but with the Irie in particular it depends how much time they're spending around cell like their fortress mm -hmm. is not near there yep. so like there the time would be essentially normal, normal. One lap, one other thing with this one. Uh, I think it was Rashara, but someone in our Discord chat as this was happening had the idea that maybe the spiritual realm being timeless is because all the investiture is stacked there. And I'm like, because like if there's, there's effectively infinite time dilation yeah. in a sense. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I kind of like that. That feels quite intuitive to me. So I don't think that works at all. Okay, I, okay. I, 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 I'm with you. I like the sentiment. I like the sentiment. Yeah. But time dilation doesn't mean that time doesn't pass. So, like, causation is not violated. Yeah, that's true. Have, uh, yeah, you you're totally right. right. Yeah, that's true. Right. So, you need more powerful uh, spiritual mumbo jumbo to make the cosmere work. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Is, you're you're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. And so, what's, what's happening in the spiritual realm is that causation is violated a little bit yeah. because all places and all times are in in a way one how exactly that works is unclear yeah but you don't have event a and then event b and then event c right you kind of have a b and c stacked on top of one another and so if you have time dilation a b and c still happen in the same order mm. it just takes a different amount of time it's just for compressed that to happen. or something mm -hmm. or or stretched yeah, yeah right yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, it, that like, makes sense. I'm trying to think of the th the point I'm trying to make is actually a point. Or it's just words. <laughs> I don't know. Big I kind of wonder how pointy is it? Because I, like, it's like it's just like it's not that like time and distance don't exist in the spiritual realm. It's that they have no meaning in the spiritual realm. It's just like yeah. yes, like sure, like maybe it like dilates a whole bunch doesn't change the fact that time has no meaning. I, I think the way I think of it is that in the spiritual realm, the future is still the future. It still hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. But unlike in the physical realm or the cognitive realm, you can interact with it in some ways. Yeah. yeah. Well, spiritual mumbo-jumbo, man. That, um... <laughs> TLDR, spiritual mumbo-jumbo. Yep. It is just interesting how all the 
investiture is in the spiritual, though. So, like, I feel like there can be a relationship between those two, though. Mm-hmm. Rather than it, like, actually being time dilation, you know? Sure. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, the time dilation wouldn't make sense in the spiritual, but, like, mm-hmm. it's a little piece least, of the spiritual realm. It's, it's in the spiritual realm because it's safe, it's there, because anywhere else it's going to cause time dilation. I, I got it. Guys, I got yeah. it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The reason there is time dilation uh-huh. is because when you have so much investiture into a realm that is different from the spiritual, it brings some of that spiritual timelessness with it. Yeah, yeah, so it's the other I, way around. It's because yeah. the spiritual realm. Like, it's not the time dilation to the spiritual realm. It's 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 the converse of that. Nice. I, yeah. I, I and, genuinely can't tell if this is serious or if you're just... <laughs> no, no, I... So, I, I, I somewhat. So, like, it, it, it could be, but... I, like, I had that thought, too, though, know. about the converse, the reverse. It, it's like, it this started, is why re- it, investiture is that way. It started as a joke, but then halfway through, I'm like, but what if? <laughs> yeah. yeah and, that's why, and that's why, and, and now I think I'm joking, but also I'm not completely sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is why mass dilates time in the physical because the because of the mass energy equivalence. And uh, mass energy. Sorry. And mass energy investiture. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it all comes all... from the spiritual realm. <laughs> Just want to explain yes. everything away with spiritual. Oh, so if you're just listening, we've been recording a long time. Yeah. So yeah. uh it's great to get to this one at second to last. Yes. Let's do it in <laughs> chronological order. Let's do the next question. Let's do the last one. The the last one. Final one. Questioner asks, how much should we be thinking about possible logical groupings of shards? For instance, as pairs or groups of four. Go ahead, knock yourselves out. This is relevant, but in, but only in a sort of Cosmere not sort of way. People who like theorizing on these things and whatnot. It's not going to be hugely relevant to the narrative, but Donchard does indicate that these groupings are a place you can go. Mm-hmm. A, don't like the term Cosmere not. Let's, <laughs> let's not use it. Uh, mm-hmm. So listeners, boo, no Cosmere not. You heard it here. But yeah, so so it's not going to be super important but there will be connections and groupings i guess yeah yeah it's like you can put them into groups it's not relevant to the plot of anything yet yeah my my read is essentially you know how ruin and preservation are associated with the colors uh black and white Uh uh-huh and so there is something there in that Ruin and preservation are opposed, and black and white are traditionally opposite quote unquote colors. But what are you going to do with that information? Like, it has no bearing to the plot. And so, yeah, yeah right. Sure, sure, sure. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, ruin and cultivation are both like associated with the changed on shard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yes. right. It doesn't actually matter, but like there, yeah. there are some parallels that we could grab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's interesting when you're like looking at the big picture. Yeah, like Dalinar doesn't care. Like that's not <laughs> relevant to anything he's trying to do. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like even in the big picture, which currently now one dawn shot, so yeah. making more groupings is like we can like see similarities between the shots, but. Extra- extrapolating the dawn shot from that is 
it's very uh, difficult. Uh, yeah. Having the four Dawn Shards would really help making yeah. that easier. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to get that for a long time. Mm-hmm. And like, um, we don't even know what the Dawn Shards really are or were in the, like, so, yeah. Trell this reminds is a Dawn me. Shard. Boom. No, don't say that. No, <laughs> don't put that in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the uh, craftsman, Trell the craftsman. He personally found a dawn shard. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. It was, it was one of the buildings he was building. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's always dawn on Taldane. It's somewhere on, on, on the day side. Well, and the, the yeah, the, I guess it'd have to be in the ring. Yeah. And anyway, uh-huh. uh, all of this reminds me of um, one, and I guess the two things are related. The way metals are categorized in mm-hmm. the metallic arts. Uh, so internal, <laughs> external, pushing, pulling, and then mm. in ferrochemy you have all the quadrants, and in hemallurgy we have all mm. the quadrants. Mm. Um, and have the quadrants in allomancy. Sure. Um, and the periodic table of metals, uh, like the actual periodic table oh, of, yeah. of elements, not metals. Elements, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, where so the fact that you know that these elements are, let's say, uh, temporal metals in uh, 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 ferrochemy, or the fact that you know that these metals are um, in allomancy, one of the metallic arts, whatever. Spiritual, there, I think. I don't care. They're all the same in the spiritual realm. Yep, that's right. Or the fact that you know that these metals are alkalines in the actual Mm -hmm. uh, 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 table of elements. It tells you some things about the similarities between these metals or these elements. But it's not like... It doesn't mean anything. (laughs) Yeah, there there is something fundamental about that, but it's not meaningful to like the plot of a story or your life it's sort of like it's descriptive not prescriptive in a way like you 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 impose some structure on them like you see okay these are similar and hence i put them in this group but it's not it was designed this way yeah in a way the thing it makes me think of is um my AP Chem class, we were learning about um, gas, like the ideal gas law, and it's like, um, it's like, why do does like pressure differentials, and it's like, why do things happen, and it's like there is no why, just it just is. do, yeah, 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 yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. When, so it's like, yes, like there may be a pattern to the shards. There is like there might be a why because it's related to the Dawn shards, yeah. but there is no nothing deeper than that. Like that's just <laughs> the way it is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Mm-hmm. I would like to say you said mm-hmm. ideal gas law, and my mind immediately went into like spiritual ideal of things. <laughs> I mean that basically what the ideal gas law does. <laughs> the ideal because mm-hmm. it's like. <laughs> yep. Okay, let's do who's that cosmic character. <laughs> this character.
characters from Roshar. Menace. Tien. Tom. Braze. Void in drag on a horse. <laughs> it's time for Who's That Cosmere Character? Caw. Alright, welcome to Who's That Cosmere Character, the game show where you send five clues and a character to WTCC at 17char.com. Uh, and the character they correspond to. I think I didn't do that last time. Uh, and these guys have a chance to guess who's that Cosmic character. All right. So this first one is sent by uh, Story Spren, but not the Story Spren on 17 Shard on Reddit and YouTube. So cool. Huh. Someone already had it on 17 Shard. So it's not that person. Uh, clue one. This character is seen on Roshar. Felt. It's not felt. So, I will I will burn a guess for the sake of a joke. Okay. <laughs> so so here here's how this is gonna go. Okay, this character is seen on Roshar. Mm-hmm. Seen. Seon. <laughs> Alay. It's not. It's not. It's not that. Yeah. Okay. Is it a race? As odium. Oh no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, clue two. This character is male. Classic two clues. <laughs> Slightly different though. Demo. The it's not Demo. I will copy this the spirit of these guesses and go with Galadon. It's not Galadon. Is it Naz? It's not Naz. <laughs> clue three. This character is very observant. I sure it's not Naz. <laughs> it's not Naz. <laughs> Bayon. <laughs> it's not Bayon. <laughs> I am not even going to consider whether this fits the clues, but I'll say Rhino. I mean, the other clues are seen on Roshar in male, so like, it's <laughs> not a high well, bar. Well, I, I, I wouldn't say he's very observant. Oh, yeah, I don't know about that. It's not Rhino. Yeah, okay. I don't think so. I'm just trying to think of world hoppers. Mm-hmm. Re- really watching onto not... that clue on. Yeah. <laughs> Adolin. It's not Adolin. Clue four. This will, will be actually helpful. This character is a part of Bridge Four. Oh. Observant. Zigzill? It's not Zigzill. Lopen? It's not Lopen. Relane? It's not Relane. Clue five. This character is not a Windrunner. Renarin? Renarin. Yeah, it is Renarin. Too late, weary writer. <laughs> I, to be honest, I was thinking Renarin. I'm like, <laughs> rip. Yeah. I mean, I was, I just I was, thinking, I, was thinking I, I like that the, the first clue, clue just totally <laughs> made you guys think World Hoppers. It's like, oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I was, every you, I, was, yeah. I was thinking of Debit now for the last one, but mm. Mm. true. Would have worked, true. That would have been good. Yeah. All right. This next one is sent by Amon Kohler. Uh, and uh, clue one, this character was in the Alethi war camps. Renarin. It's not Renarin. <laughs> Naz. It's not Naz. Sibariel. No, it's not Sibariel. Clue two, this character is light-eyed. Graves. It's not Graves. Oh. Yakimov. Yeah, it's not Yakimov. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something clever, but... 
What what is the in the Alithi war camps? I, I I I'm going just going to assume he's light eyed. Uh, the new oh. Natanan ambassador. Aunak. Aunak, right? It's not Aunak. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that name. Yeah. Uh, clue three. This character has a very distinct appearance. The Donlan Maracuthia. It's not. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Donlan. <laughs> it's Donlan. Oh. oh, Donlan. Okay. Very distinct appearance. Sill. It's not Sill. <laughs> I mean. I, I, <laughs> guess, I guess she'd technically be like this, I guess. Yeah, I, I want to be assuming I guess, but I won't. Uh, uh, Hoyd? It's not Hoyd. Okay. Clifford! This character had direct contact with an unmade. <laughs> Amaram? It's not Amaram. <laughs> Oh, that's a good guess. That's, that's true. What the hell? <laughs> You're like, oh, I feel like that would narrow it down a lot, but. <laughs> I mean, so I, I was getting ready to guess one of the horses. <laughs> yeah, that was much my. Yeah, because it was the light I won. Yeah, that's right. Can you rephrase the clue? Uh, like, say the clue again. Clue four this character had direct contact with an unmade. I know who it is. I hate that. <laughs> no. Okay, well now I'm no longer thinking about clues, and I'm thinking like Ian. Yeah, well, what I'm if gonna he's get wrong, in though? his head. Well, I mean, then... it's very possible I'm wrong because this happens a lot where I'm like, oh, I don't, and the next clue like destroys it. Okay, mm -hmm. so let's let's go no. through the unmade. <laughs> yeah, we can we can do Chamorish. <laughs> 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 Diganarthas. So Yelikna would either be Amaram or um <laughs> Oh my god. I forget the name. <laughs> the 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 Nergul. Oh um So and she wasn't in the war camp, so she's not I mean she it. went there like a few times. I'm so sorry, listeners. We've been recording so long, it's like <laughs> What we need to do is we need to list out all the unmade in the process of elimination this, yeah. The, the thing is, like, pretty much all of the Alethi ice, light ice have been in contact with the thrill. Yeah, but, but direct contact is like... I mean, that's like the thrill sticking its tentacles in you. And very distinctive appearance. Navani. It's not Navani. Wait, which one made was she had a direct contact yeah. with? So oh, well, my, she would my, have had the. My assumption is, is that she actually got to play with the King's Drop a little yeah. bit. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. Off screen, maybe. Unfortunately. Oh, hmm. My guess has bifurcated. I now have <laughs> oh. two guesses. Oh. I'm really hoping. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to guess Dalinar because. Not Dalinar. Okay, good. Alright, clue oh, five! No. Clue five! Their it's death stupid. greatly troubled a protagonist. Oh, it's not who I was thinking. <laughs> who were you thinking? I was gonna guess Shalon, so not Shalon. Um, Veiled died. Oh. <laughs> Can you read the first clue to me again? This character was in the Alethi war camps. Okay. Uh, how about so, I just read them all? Uh, yes. Is, mm -hmm, this yeah, character is light-eyed, has a very distinct appearance, 
had direct contact with an unmade, and their death greatly troubled a protagonist. So, so for for the Vail. the listener, oh uh, yes, yes, I'm what? going to use Vale. It's not Vale. <laughs> for the listeners, we we cut out a lot of white space here, a lot, <laughs> a lot of more it. more white space incoming. It's like I have a guess, but I can't. Like the unmade, I'm like what <laughs> unmade. Yeah, direct yeah. contact. Let's yeah, just say direct mean. contact. Yeah, that sounds very direct, doesn't it? I, I would definitely agree. Direct contact. <laughs> very distinct appearance. I I can't remember what color his eyes are. Okay, probably light. Wait, it's got? seen in the Alethi war camps. Mm-hmm. Well, well yep. Kuan is was in the Alethi war camps. Okay. Not seen in. Okay. I don't think that practically matters, but I thought I would just be clear. I. So the thing is, no, it's not. <laughs> Stinks appearance. So I, I, I really wanted to make the seal case again, right? Because <laughs> uh, she kind of died at the end of Words of Radiance. So, and it was very distressing to Kaladin, but I already guessed seal, right? It's like, I have two guesses, but they don't, neither one quite works. Mm, that's unfortunate. Yeah. I record. Direct yeah, contact. I know I, I can't guess anymore, but I'm still. No, that, that, one, that one seems important. Like, how many, how many Very direct. Yeah. I was like, there's not that many unmade that anyone could have had contact with, so. Mm, that's true. And they need to have died. They died. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yes, yes. I'm gonna guess Odium. I'm assuming he was in the Alethi war camp. <laughs> <at some point. laughs> it's not Odium. Okay. It's not Odium. If it's the other one, I'm going to be very mad. But I what don't your, think that. What's your other one? Character. I oh, mean, Arjun I, I, hasn't gone yet. Okay. So. Okay. Well, I do want to know before I reveal it. Okay. Now there's now there's pressure on me to actually guess no, something. No, all this white space just totally getting cut as you just stare off into space. I I am quite quite good at that. Stare off into lasting integrity in Paleo's background. <laughs> Maybe they'll have answers. Can, can see the oh sky. yeah, oh yeah, give me that sky. <laughs> hmm. So I wouldn't say that any. Sp- Bren have actually died that are relevant for this, which is which is one route that I was going for. Yeah. Now, among the unmade, has anyone who's been in touch with Barumishram died? I mean, <laughs> the Spren that I just said haven't. I said like direct contact with Barumishram. Yeah. In recent times, I think that would have been quite hard. Yeah. I wanted to guess Ash and I, but I don't think her eyes are light. So oh, yeah, your, your other guess number. is also wrong. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he messaged it to me. We'll, we'll reveal it in a second, but it's, it's definitely not. Direct contact. Yeah. <sighs> I, 
You're going to write you, I guess, as well. <laughs> okay. The sad thing is, even if my guess was right, I still wouldn't win. Who's that cosmic character? That's true. Oh, I'm checking whether the unmade fits this. No, it's actually. I mean, I didn't. I just made a guess. Okay. There's no direct content there. Come on, Arjun. I want to eat dinner. <laughs> Same. Um, no, you're also wrong, Paleo. Okay. I'm actually not quite sure. I have to look it up if it's actually light. <laughs> it, it, it's funny how there's like literally like an entire route that like no one's even considered on this. <laughs> I, I'm very amused. I just realized my veil guess was pretty dumb because she's like specifically not, she's specifically dark eyed. Oh, you, like, you know what's funny persona. about that one that you just messaged me and that's the one Paleo just said. That's really funny. Let's just go. Aesodon. It's not Aesodon. The answer is. Someone murdered by Raisha Fear, Vedekar Perel. Oh. None of you even thought this is direct contact. It's killed. So <laughs> I thought right. of Raisha Fear. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, the only characters she's been in contact with are like the party that went and like mm -hmm. No, no, no. Send her, yeah. That's why I thought Shalon is like she had very direct contact. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Ian messaged me Sherblood, then Paleo <laughs> messaged me Zep, and then Ian also messaged me Zep. <laughs> I was thinking about Sherblood because, like, his uh, <laughs> his death, yeah, really affected Aiden, but yeah. The yeah. direct contact with an unmade, yeah. It was very direct. Yeah. Yeah. Killed by Ray Shafir personally. <laughs> yeah, I, but he was I was also thinking was about by a, a, a midnight essence. Mm, they, uh, I, we don't I, know what a midnight essence is. I know. I mm. I think this is fine. I think this is fine. My, my, you my could say they, the midnight mother killed them, and you'd be like, "Yeah, that is yeah. true." Yeah. My mind actually also went like, did anybody bring, or did Delina bring anybody to the vision with the with the midnight essence and? Did they get killed by it? <laughs> because like, could that have been? But Appar no. apparently, Vedicar Perel has bulbous features. Mm -hmm. I, I do not recall similar the to at all. Well, yeah, that was so the, I think the second person. Like that was the copycat murder that Adolin was investigating yes. at the beginning of Oathbringer, yeah. which was why yeah. it greatly disturbed him. The, but I'm, I'm just amused. Reason... Like no one even said Rachel <laughs> at all. Nothing even. Like I mean, I. We guessed in connection to Raisha Fear. Yeah. I guess Shalon. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I, guess I alluded true. to I guess my guess being Shalon. I guess that's true. <laughs> I guess that's true. Uh, not to be confused with the field commander Perel, who may or may not be the same person as Vedekar <laughs> yes. Perel. It's very yes. unclear. Uh, I know we've had lots of debates in our Coppermine Keeper <laughs> chat as to whether this person is the same or not as that person. But uh, The only reason I know of Vedekar Perel <laughs> is because of these debates. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well... I mean, that, that wasn't like XTs. So, like, that was an actual character. They died. It mattered for the yeah. plot. You know. I mean, it was a I wouldn't say it's like it was important for a character. Well, 
Adolin was very disturbed <laughs> that there was a copycat I, murder yeah. and was just like, this isn't possible. What? But yeah. I, I, I will allow it on a technicality. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for that one. Thanks for watching. You can find us on 17shard.com for all your news, discussion, theories, and fun that you could ever want. We'll be back uh, not next week, but the week after because we got two in a row for these wobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll be back to our bi-weekly schedule, but we didn't want you to wait two week, more weeks for to finish up the words of Brandon. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube. You can you can like on YouTube. You can leave a comment on YouTube. Uh, did you remember Vedicar Perel? Put in the comments <laughs> whether you did. It's like, no, no clue. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine most people like never, no idea. I have to Google it and yeah. get to the compromise to learn anything. Um, you can leave us a review on iTunes and you can also support us on Patreon. And we will see you all next time. Bye. Cheers. Bye.